0: God bless you and welcome to New Vision Podcast. Our message today is being delivered by our senior pastor, Will Pena. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning. Good morning. You know, every Sunday during that awkward so- uh, silence, I-, I would just wish someone would say "Amen" or or hallelujah. Um, Yeah, you got me. You got me. Next week, let me pray so we can kick off. Uh, So I'm going to ask you to join me in prayer. Lord, we are grateful for today. Thank you for what you've done so far in this room. Uh, Thank you for our Spanish service this morning. Thank you because you showed up, and I believe you're still here. And I believe that there's a word that you want to deliver to this house. So I just pray that you give me the boldness and the strength uh, to deliver this in the same manner you gave it to me earlier. Uh, But, Lord, more than anything, I just wish your people and bless uh, your heart, uh, uh, people that can concentrate in the blessing of your heart this morning, coming after you, coming after your presence, coming after the things that you want to deliver to this house. Lord, open our understanding. Father, allow us to... Eliminate any outside distractions in our hearts and our minds, and Lord, we're here, and we want to be fertile ground for you to do what only you can do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So, as you guys know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, but it is also uh, the kickoff of our series, Waymaker. Waymaker, Waymaker, and this series is going to go on for about four to six weeks. Hopefully, let's see what the Lord has to say. I've, I've wrote down already like four, four of the messages, but there's some more that the Lord keeps giving. Mary Ann has some, and we just want to make sure that we get it all in. We get it. Everything that the Lord is saying towards this season, we want to make sure that we deliver it. And um, as I was praying for this series, one of the things the Lord told me was that before we can change our world, we got to change our ways. He can make a way when we change our ways. And today, we're going to read from a book that if you are not an adamant reader of the Word, it would take you 15 to 20 minutes to find it. I know that we're accustomed to the Gospels, you know, or Acts, or Genesis, or, but we're going to read from the book of Haggai. And someone said, What? <laughs> and thank the Lord for the screens, because if not, I would need to give you 15 minutes to find it. But we're gonna read from the book of Haggai, and um, it's funny. I, I grew up with a, with a uh, son of a, of a pastor, a friend of my dad. His name was Haggai in Spanish, Ajeo. And I think that I've never met anyone called Haggai. Yeah. Have you? No. What about in Spanish, Ajeo? Even worse, like, heck no. Yeah, but, yeah, a hail. And he was like, if you knew a hail, everyone would be like, yeah, a hail. Like, it, it was it was not like you wouldn't, like, oh, it's a hail, the one that lives. No, it's just one. And this book is so powerful. Man, it is small. It is not talked about a lot. But the context of what's in here. It is so powerful. And today we're going to read 10 verses. Tell your neighbor 10 verses. The pastor's going to talk too much. 10 verses. So let's go. Um, In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheotel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, Son of Josedak, the high priest. Now, I want to make a pause here. For all aspiring preachers, because I know we have some preachers in the room, y'all hiding, but there's some preachers in the room. And for everyone that likes to read the word, who likes to, who loves to read the word here, right? Like, I would always, when I was younger, I would always skip over the verses with a lot of names. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Anyone can be honest and say, oh, that don't mean nothing to me. Right? If I saw a lot of names or the son of uh, uh, uh descendant of Baba, I, I would like, I'm like, yeah. I would like, this has no, but you know what? Not, there's not anything. There's There's nothing wasted in the word of God. Yeah. Every period, every comma means something. So, For those aspiring preachers or for those that would like to get into the word, start with the verses you don't understand. Start with the verses that can seem meaningless to you, but they're so powerful. I could preach today, I won't, but I could preach out of verse 1 and not get out of there and preach the entire time because it's so loaded. And I'll give you some in the second year of King Darius on the first day of the sixth month. Why is this important? The word of the Lord is never abstract. The word of the Lord is always for a time and a season. The word of the Lord comes to fulfill a season of initiation or a season of fulfillment or of a season of completion of a cycle. So when the Lord delivers a word over your life, it's usually for a season, and he stamps it with date and time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he wanted for us to know that this was not the one Sunday the Lord spoke. He said, no, in the second year, in the first day of the sixth month, if they were keeping time on, uh, tabs on time, they would have said at 2.37 p.m. The word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and Joshua, son of Josedak, the high priest, Why is this important? The word of the Lord came through. Everyone say through. Through. Through Haggai. So if any of the preachings that we give from up here has blessed your life, just know that we're not the source. It comes from? God. Through? Through the prophet to? To the people, so the people are the recipient of the word. So, from, God through, prophet to. The I want everyone to participate. From, God through, to. The people. So it, 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 it's so loaded because Haggai is appointed to give such a hard word to give, which is what I'm about to deliver. This morning, verse 2, it says, This is what the Lord Almighty, and it uses that adjective because it talks about God's sovereignty. Almighty means with all strength. That's what Lord Almighty means. So he's delivering this in all of his power and all of his glory. Receive it. <laughs> this is what the Lord Almighty says. These people, this is what they say The time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord the Lord's house then the word of the Lord came came through the prophet Haggai and it said is it a time for yourselves to be living in paneled houses while the house remains a ruin now this is what the Lord Almighty says give careful thoughts to your ways there's that word way maker Give careful thoughts to your ways. And this is where it starts getting ugly. You have planted much, but you harvest little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, and you buy more clothes, and you buy more clothes, and you get more clothes. But you're never warm. You earn wages. You do overtime. You take that extra gig. You, you work on Saturdays. You work on Sundays. And you can't make it a church. And, and, and you can't serve. And you can't give. But you put that money in a purse with all that big cash. You, you put it in a purse that has holes in it. <laughs> and this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought. There's that word again, to your ways. This is the instruction. Go up to the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure and be honored. I can take pleasure but also be honored that you put me first. That's what honor is. I will honor you. You expected much, but but see, it turned out to be a little. What you brought home, you know what? I blew away. All that money that you're making, I blew away. You're tired, you're busy, and, and you're building, you're building, and one moment, no job, no health, no marriage. Kids are sick You build and you build and he's looking like Go ahead keep building you build and you build and you hustle. I'm hustling every day. I'm and I'm I'm struggling and I'm Just like that And I blew it away and this is the question why because I would ask the same thing declares the Lord Almighty because of my house my house remains in ruin while each of you is busy with your own life. You're busy with your own house. So you know what? I got to blow yours so you can take mine. See, I got I to gotta put you through seasons that hurt so you can understand that the source is not the job. The source is me make it hurt enough for you to understand that hey listen it's not about the gift it's about the giver of the gift
1: hey
0: you know pastor you know what I can't give because my son is in soccer I can't you know we we got bills and and the Lord is like yeah go ahead build your house you know I can't serve and you know the way my (laughs) my accounts are set up (laughs) because I have a checking and a savings and And the Lord says, (laughs) therefore, because of you, don't look at your neighbor. Say, the Lord is talking to me. Trust me, I said this in the Spanish service. Before writing this series, God God beat me up with it. And I said, Lord, I can't preach this. He said, if you you don't preach this, I'm going to kill you. You got to preach this. I was like, okay, process me first in order to deliver the second. say therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld. That means there was a blessing on the way and the heavens have withheld. Have you ever had a check withheld? (laughs) I I can see who I'm talking to. See, does that make sense to you? Not the check being held, but know what I'm saying. <laughs> have you seen something that is still pending? Yeah. And you call the person that sent it and say, hey, it came out on my end. And you were like, on my end, is still pending. Yeah. So I don't care if it came out on your end. On my end, is still pending. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? It says that because of you, the heavens have withheld what the Lord has released. It withheld the dew, and the earth withheld its crops. I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to help me give your neighbor the title of this message and tell him, God has given you a great opportunity. Don't mess it up. Look at them again. You know what? You can blame it on pastor. You can say, "Yeah, if you have a problem, speak to pastor after the service. Look at your neighbor. Okay, I'm a big boy. Unless it's Douglas or or, or or Gabriel. <laughs> God has given you a great opportunity. Don't mess, Don't mess it up. So let me give you some context about this, right? So God gives the word, right? The word of the, through the, to the people. There it goes, making sense. So God gives him this word and he's like, golly Lord, do I really have to tell the people this? And the people were, they were, they were in, in, in a state of discouragement. Things were tough. Finances were tough. Life was tough. So they've exiled and they go into Babylon and the word of the Lord was, hey, listen, when you get there, the first thing I want you to do is to build my house. The first thing I want you to do with this paycheck is to build my house. The first thing I want you to do with this marriage is to build my house. The first thing I want you to do with your children is to build my house. The first thing I want you to do with your talents is to build my house. But they got distracted. And he wants to create a motivation by presenting the contrast of, hey, is the result of your work matching up to the effort that you're putting in? Did that make sense? When you look at your life, he was saying, all this Mm -hmm. grind, all this hustle, all this, I got to get mine. When you look at all that you're putting in, is the result comparable to the hustle? I can, I can dismiss right now. We can go home. <laughs> so he's having to motivate this, and it, and it made me think, and it made me evaluate. And verse 2, this is what verse 2 says. These people say, the time has not yet come. Mind you, it has been 20 years. One year, hey, you know, we're getting used to the weather. (laughs) Hey, I'm getting used to marriage. You know, I need to get used to marriage. Or, hey, listen, I've never had a kid before, so I don't know if I can juggle church. Hey, I've never been a high school student, or I've never been in college, or I have a new job. You know, so one year is okay, two years, three years, 20 years go by, and their excuse excuses like, the time has not yet come. And I, and I, and I said this this morning, uh, one of the challenging things for Marianne and I is homework with the boys. I believe the home, that homework is not from the Lord. <laughs> with Shiloh, to be more specific. He was, feeling, he was feeling some kind of way this morning. That's why I left his name out, but it's Shiloh. Um, what am I was saying about homework? Oh, yeah, homework. I believe, I believe that homework is diabolical. Can I be real? Can I be real with this crowd? This is what I believe. Homework is satanic. Homework is satanic, and I'll tell you why. Uh, yeah, I got yeah, to hear my reasoning. There's, there's nothing spiritual but what I'm about to say. The reason I believe is diabolical is because a kid spends seven, eight, nine hours, whatever, in school, and the two hours they get to spend with their families at the table or just sharing about their day, after a father and a mother worked all day, we gotta spend it in homework, so there's no family time. So it's a cycle that repeats itself, and what happens is that with your children, you're gonna do the same because there's never no time for them because we have to do, do, do. And this is what Shiloh always tells me. I, I caught up pretty early, but Shiloh would always tell me, "That's not for tomorrow. That's not for today. It's for tomorrow." And I'll be like, "Hold on, I printed your agenda, and in your agenda says that you need to do math today." And he will always say, "No, no, puppy. It's not for today. It's for tomorrow. I'ma do it, just not today. <laughs> tomorrow." And when I read this passage, I thought about Shiloh. I was like, "They said, Lord, we're gonna get to it."
1: Yeah.
0: It's just not your time. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm gonna become a faithful tither. Yes, I am. Not today, because the bills are. Uh, yeah, when I, when, when I, oh, or when. I'm
1: gonna
0: give. I'm gonna give, but the time. And I'll, I'll tell you this. This is something we use in church a lot, and this is a little church lingo that. I need you to hear me out, would you? I really dislike this. I'm praying about it. I feel that's a crutch. Like everybody that when all the mass shootings happen and people put the flag on their thing, praying for, I'm like, you haven't prayed a day in your life. Praying for friends. No, you're not. You, It's cool you saw somebody post it and you reposted it, but you're not taking time on your knees, Lord, touch the people. You're not doing so. Come on. I'm praying about it. But prayer needs to be accompanied by action. I'm praying about it as a crutch and the problem is the procrastination. We're going to do so many things and we disguise it with the phrase I'm praying about it. It's not for today, Bobby. It's for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm, a, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. It's just not for today. Yeah, yeah Pastor, I'm going to it's, I'm not saying no, I, I'm just saying it's not today, it's for tomorrow. And like I said, we, we believe that progress is something that we're doing constantly, but it's truly procrastination. The only progress that we can make is when we take steps in divine direction. Any effort that you make that is not in the divine direction of Lord, it's just time wasted. So in the middle of them rebuilding this place so the presence of God can inhabit, that was the mandate, something lacked in their perseverance and they got distracted. And this helps me so much because I don't think people want to be disobedient on purpose. I don't think nobody wakes up and says, you know what? I'm not going to give. I'm not gonna serve. Mm, mm, mm. I'm mad, bambito. Mm. No, I don't think that uh, I think we get distracted. And I think that in that distraction, one week becomes two weeks. Two weeks become three weeks. Three weeks become four weeks. Four weeks t- turn into two months, and next thing you know, you can't get yourself back into the presence of God. Is it progress or is it procrastination? Verse 9. And he says, you know what? You expected so much. Amen. And this happens to me all the time. I'm not saying it happens to you. If you do, just say amen. amen. We want God to become Superman for us when we haven't even bent a knee for him. Amen. We want God to just come and woof. And he's like, hold on. I haven't even... You haven't even... I don't even, I don't even remember your name. (laughs) He said, you expected much, and we expect much. God, take care of my children. God, my marriage. God, my finances. Ooh, shabba, shabba. Hey, God. And God's like, you expect much, but you see, it turns out to be a little. And you know what? All that hustle that you did on the outside to bring home, (laughs) All that overtime, all that me time—that messes up the mic. My bad. <laughs> Gabe was looking at me. I thought he thought he was preaching on Will, but he's just don't blow on the mic. <laughs> all that family time. <laughs> What you brought home, what you, not what I brought home, Mm. not what I gave you, what you brought home because you were building your own house, I blew away. And why? Because of my house. My house remains in ruin while each of you is busy building your own house. And I don't think that we don't appreciate who gave for you to be in that seat today. I don't think it's that. Just so you know, someone gave for these TVs to be up, for this AC to be up, for these lights to be on, for the word of God to be given today. Someone sold for the, It didn't happen, by miracle. But check this out. I have a friend. He has a business. And he texts me. He said, Will, I could never do what you do. And I'm like, what do you mean, you don't like to speak in public? He's like, no, I couldn't run a business where people will come, eat, and not pay for the service. I'll repeat. He said, I couldn't run a business where people will come, eat, serve themselves, serve themselves again, and decide, you know what? I'm not paying. And I'm like, I was trying to explain to him, listen, it's a church, (laughs) it's a little different. He's like... If I ran my business the way the church runs the business, I'll go bankrupt. I'm like, well, we've been close. (laughs) Whatever you brought home, the Lord blew away because of my house. The Lord is jealous with his house. The Lord is jealous because he wants to be first. And I know that many times we talk about Jesus being at the center. Jesus wants to be at the top. Jesus wants to be the number one thing, not only in your finances, but when you wake up every morning, every relationship that you have, your time, is he the Lord of your time? Is he the Lord of your talents? We give our talents to Uncle Sam on a nine-to-five and we stressed about giving our talents to the Lord? Uncle, Uncle Sam takes it away from you, every paycheck, and the one that has given breath to your lungs, we can't honor him with the And So he says, no, no, time out. It don't work that way. And, and I'm going to blow, and I'm going to blow, and I'm going to blow your house down. Well, each of you, I want you to understand this concept, and I want you to write it down, and I believe this with all my heart. Your harvest is connected to the Lord's house. It's not going to be in the screen. Something got the Lord game. Your harvest is connected to the Lord's house. If life is hitting you harder than it should take a look at your life I don't think it's gonna be a a walk in the park I believe that there's gonna be tough seasons I believe that there's 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 different seasons in our lives in which it's not gonna be all hunky-dory all the time but if your life is in a repetitive pattern of things happening, check Check your priorities. If there's always lack of funds in your house, if there's always sickness in your house, if there's always one thing after the other, check to see what door you opened. Listen, I've been at this for 38 years. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that when you're in a repetitive cycle of something happening in your life, I can guarantee you the Lord is not taking priority in your house. I can get, I'll put my life on that. I believe that so much. I believe that with everything in my, in my heart. I believe that when you're con- constantly, you're not building his house. You're building your own. So you know what the Lord does? <sighs> Because I need to remind you that you can't fall in love with the thing. You need to be in love with the giver of the thing. See, and what he does is that you have a job and he. You see, your marriage and. So now you have to redirect your steps and be like, you know, you're right, Lord. I'm sorry. Trust me in that. When you're in a continual pattern of things, just. Don't you know someone that their car never works? Always in an accident. Or someone that's always sick sick here sick there or someone that can't keep a job they've had 18 jobs and they don't even put them in the resume because the employer is gonna say I can't hire you You check your priorities the Lord say I need to I need to rearrange your priorities so what I do is I (sighs) and for those that are taking notes I want you to write this down any process that doesn't start with God will end up in disappointment. Any process, I don't care what it is—a business, a marriage, a job, anything. Not that God is not at the center, because that's one thing. Any process that doesn't start—in other words, if you're not giving your ten percent—good luck with the ninety. that doesn't start with God will end in disappointment. I believe this with all my heart. And this is where the word comes to life. Sometimes we're having battles in our lives in different ways, and we're not discerning where the dysfunction originates. And we sow and we sow and we drink and we drink and we eat and we eat. But the principle is that any process that doesn't start with the Lord seen this movie too many times, it would end up in disappointment. And it doesn't matter what talents you have, it doesn't matter how hard you try, any process that does not start with God, you will end up in disappointment. You'll have good status and no satisfaction. I've sat down, and Melvin knows this, we sat down with people with a lot of money and broken. We sat down with famous people and empty. Because this is a principle. This is a biblical principle. Every process or any process that doesn't start with God. Why did he kill himself with all that money and all that fame? Any process that doesn't start with God doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it is. It will end up in disappointment. So here it is. 20 years. Always. So homework is not for today, it's for tomorrow. Uh, And just so you know, and I shared this with the the early crowd, one of my favorite basketball players was Hakeem Olajuwon. You may not not know that reference, but that's the only reference I know. Right? He retired when he was 38 years old. And that was 20 years ago. And I remember being 18 and watching his ceremony. And, you know, there was a tear here and there. Sad to see him go. But I was like, yeah, Hakeem, it's time. You're old. You're old. You can't play with these kids. Fast forward. 20 years go by. (laughs) And I'm looking at myself right now. (laughs) And I am 38 right now. And the retirement ceremony that I saw 20 years ago for this guy that I consider to be old and beat up, that's where I'm at today. Just so you talk about a broken heart. It puts things into perspective because the homework is not due today, it's, it's tomorrow. I, I, I'm going to get to it, Lord, just... We, we, we got kids and we got responsibilities and I need some sleep. Loves me some sleep. And I need to buy these things. I, I'm not saying no, Lord. It's just the time has not yet come. I'm praying about it. I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm be a giver, Lord, and I'm going I'm to be... But not the homework is not today. The homework is not tomorrow. Write this down. This is my next slide because progress is more than effort progress is effort in divine direction progress is more than effort I know people that are tired and they're broke
1: I know people that work a
0: hundred hours a week and don't have two thousand dollars saved in their bank account I know people that hustle 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 and are always sick I was telling the the, the morning crew one of the blessings that we have we have three boys eight five and four I was going to say three four Mason eight five and four and during the time we've never ever missed a Sunday because one of them was sick I see that as prosperity and it's crazy enough that driving here today Mason threw up two times at the house and once we got here has because we need to build the Lord's house because the Lord comes first and it has nothing to do with my title my title is what I do not who I am my title has nothing to do with it because we've been pastoring for close to four years and Shiloh is eight it's my commitment that the house of the Lord no matter what comes first and I was sharing this as a testimony One of the greatest, one of the greatest, feel-good moments, is that when I travel to different places, and my the people can make that connection of who my father and who my mother is, and they say this is the result of Ruth and William Payne. And at the moment, I never understood the why. Why is church always first? Why is giving always first? But just like Olajuwon, 20 years later, when I look at myself and look at my cousins and look at the other people, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It was so worth it. Because we placed you first. Let me continue preaching. Are you still here? Verse 6. You have planted much You have planted much, but you harvest little. You work hard, there's a lot of input. There's very little output. See, it's never about the seed. It says you planted much, there was plenty of seed. (laughs) The problem is never the seed. The problem is that you need other elements to come into place for the seed to grow. You can plant as many seeds as you want, but with the cooperation of the dew of the water of the Lord, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you can plant much. You can hustle hard. But unless the Lord is in it, you will end up in disappointment. He said, you planted much. So, yeah, here, here, boom. Oh, four more hours of overtime, I got him. Boom. Oh, There's another job, two more dollars an hour. Boom, I got You planted much. It's, the problem is not the planting. We plant. I, believe, I don't think there's anyone that's lazy here. I think there's people that, but we plant and plant, but how come there's a contrast between what I plant and what I receive? If I'm planting much, I should be receiving much, but he said you planted much, but you harvested, you harvested little. You eat and you eat and you eat and you eat and you never have enough. You drink and you drink, but... You're never full, you never filled, Never have your fill. You put on your clothes, but you're always cold. You earn wages, you make money. But the problem is that you're putting into a purse with holes. And a purse with holes represents when we don't honor the Lord. He, he places some holes in our purse. And I know that I'm not the only testimony in the room of people that have honored the Lord, and miraculously, supernaturally, He's made a way that you don't even—you can. How these numbers match up? He makes a way, and I know that there's other others that we can say, "Man, but I make this amount," and when I look at my numbers, my balance is seven dollars and thirty-two cents, and it's not matching up because it's a purse full of holes. I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me, and I need to discipline myself in this area. I would go on YouTube, and I would start with worship music. One hour down the line, I'm like, how to build Minecrafts. (laughs) I'm like, yo, how do we, hold on, how do we, and... You drink and you drink, you eat and you eat, you scroll and you scroll, you like and you like, you screenshot and you screenshot. You Twitter, you're Twitter, you on Twitter and Twitter and you, you read and you read and it's never enough. Verse 9. You expected much, because we do. Like I said, we want the Lord to move the heavens. But it turned out to be a little, and what you brought home I blew away because of my house, which remains in ruin while each of you... Is busy with your own house. And my next slide says punishment or protection. And I think that many of us believe that the Lord is punishing us when He removes some things of our lives. And what He's doing, in fact, is protecting you from that very thing. The reason He didn't text you back wasn't the Lord trying to punish you, He was trying to protect you. The reason that relationship ended. God didn't want to punish you. He wanted to protect you. The reason that friendship is not the same, it's not the Lord trying to punish you. He's trying to protect you. The reason that he takes the job away is not punishing you. He wants you to know that he is your source and not the job. Lord, why did I get sick? Sometimes it's not punishment. Sometimes the Lord needs to protect us from ourselves. Because if I allow you to depend on your things, you will forget about the source. So when I see that you're clinging to something, knowing that I gave it to you, I have to (laughs) blow it and dissipate it. I have to make sure that I am your source and not everything else. I was telling the morning church that I had someone, a business owner used to come here a couple... Years ago, and it's like, Will, I love the church. I love New Vision. Ooh, ooh, I I love the word you give. Ooh, I love you and Marianne. Ooh, I love the worship. Ooh, the worship team, oh, those boys. Ooh, I love love the food pantry. I'm like, thank you, man. Thank you. So I I called our treasurer and I said, Can you pull up the, the giving of such and such? And she told me, I'm sorry, we have no record of that person ever, ever giving. And I, I had to go and politely and said, uh, I, think, I think there seems to be a mistake, mister. <laughs> because you're telling me you, you, you love me, you love the church, but, but there's no record of you ever sowing into new vision. I'm pretty sure there's a mistake. He said, he said no, no, the homework is not due today. <laughs> It's it's tomorrow. I'm going to. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give it. And verse eight, so we can get out of here. So this is the mandate. He says, "Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house, so that I may take pleasure in it and be and be honored," says the Lord. The mountain is the position. Tell your neighbor the mountain is the position. So we need to go to the mountain, right? Why why is the Lord saying the mountain because You see you have to be in the right place to be blessed by the Lord. You remember verse 1? We talked about in year, in day See, the, the Lord is a Lord of time and space, so he gives words for certain seasons. So he says, this time is a mountaintop word. So go to the mountain, which is the position. You have to be in the right place to be blessed by the Lord. Bring down timber. Timber is the potential. See, the house is nothing but timber that hasn't been made of the house. And This is something that the Lord worked in my life as this series came along. I always thought, and and Marianne is a testimony and the leaders to this, I always thought we need, man, we need more money. Man, if only we could get more money. And the Lord told me, listen, it's not a lack of provision, it's a lack of priorities. It's not a lack of timber. We just need to go to the mountain and bring the timber. And I think that many times we're asking God for a supernatural miracle. God sends someone that's sow into new vision. My God, yes. And God is like the people that need to be sowing into new vision are sitting in the seats, but they're building their own house. He says, Go up to the mountains. Bring the timber. See, it's never, it's never a lack of provision. We serve a God that's the owner of silver and gold. He blew the earth into existence. It's not about lacking, it's about where our priorities are at. And this is what he says in Matthew six thirty-three: But seek first. Seek first. Not at the center, but first. I'll give you a secret in giving. Giving is systematically. Giving is not emotional. Giving is systematically. In other words, you need to program your brain and your systems around you so you can systematically know that the Lord comes first in your giving. The Lord comes first. In, it's like we don't even have to question that because we already know this and he says seek first in the kingdom of God and all that hustle all your wants all the things that you need all these things tell your neighbor all All. not some all 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 these things all these things we've been given to you something I've understood God will never give provision where there's no priorities you can pray, you can do whatever you want. If your priorities are not aligned with the Lord, he's not going to bring provision. And if he and if the provision comes, he will blow it away. And this is the promise of the Lord in verse 13 as the worship team comes along. Then tell your neighbor then. 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 Then, he's the way maker, but then. He's the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, then. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. Y'all finally decide to build my house? Y'all finally decided to put me first? Okay, I am with you, declares be honest with you guys I struggled so badly to write this series I wrote this series at the beginning of last year and I couldn't give this message this, this these messages I couldn't I tried to fit it in there was I couldn't because I needed to be processed by the Lord in this in this before delivering it but I believe, that if you make a compromise with the Lord to build his house, I can assure you that the word of the Lord does not return empty. I can assure you that the Lord will open up the windows of heaven for your life in ways that you've never seen before. I can assure you that if you make it your life purpose to build his house first, your finances your marriage your children your workplaces your spiritual vitality your discernment your time alone with him your worship your generosity it will change forever see unless we can make the connection that our harvest is connected to the house i believe that more than anything i believe in this life Be, can, just being honest, if you were to think about your, your walk with Christ, I'm pretty sure you can agree with me that your best days were the days that you placed God first. I don't even have to ask that question. I am sure that the best days of your life, the best days of your finances, the best days of your health, the best days of your marriage days where the house of the Lord came first. I know that. We encounter problems that we never had before, like what? New devils, stuff that I've never had to deal with. Check your priorities. And again, this has nothing to do with a title. A title has nothing to do with it. Leader, not leader, serving, not, a title has nothing to do with it the house of the Lord because he says if you build my house I'll build yours and trust me we've been in seasons man that if it wasn't for the Lord's hand we'll be on the street and over and over and over again we've seen the Lord heal our bodies we've seen the Lord heal our marriage We've seen our Lord, the Lord heal our children. We don't, our kids, our kids don't even, kids don't know what it is to be in a doctor. There hasn't been lack. I'll take my chances saying this a 100 out of a 100 because I know what the Lord can do. If you want things in your life to change, make that connection that your harvest in every aspect of life is connected to the Lord's house. Listen, and I'll close with this. You can stand to your feet. There was so much provision that it flowed from the temple in a way that no one would leave empty-handed. The blessing of the Lord, if you read the rest, was so great that people didn't even have to do secular jobs. The provision that flowed from the house of the Lord was so great that they didn't lack anything. And like we sing, we're blessed to be a blessing. The Lord wants to fill up your stock so you can be a reflection and a blessing to other people. And I know I've prophesized this over some people in this room that in this first quarter, God was gonna fill them up with things so they can be a blessing to others. I believe that word is available for more people in this room today. I believe this word delivered today more than anything because I've seen it in my life if the house of the Lord comes first, you will lack nothing you will lack nothing and you can, you can, you can take me at this word and, and come back to me and say pastor you said you can do that but I believe this because I am a living testimony see true prosperity is having peace and joy in your heart true prosperity is not in the abundance of money. True prosperity is the abundance of influence. (laughs) True prosperity is an abundance of favor. See, when when the favor of the Lord gives you jobs that you don't qualify for, when the favor of the Lord gives you (laughs) gives you promotions that your resume is like, I don't even qualify for this, how are you the Lord's house so he needs to be true to his promise the best person you can ever go into business with is the Lord the best person that you can ever partner up with and say Lord I am trusting you I am calling you out on your word you say that if I go to the mountain and I grab some wood and I build your house you're going to take great pleasure great honor and you will, you will bless me I'm taking you on your word I'm believing for a different 2019. I'm believing for expansion here at New Vision Church. I'm believing not only for physical expansion, but we have some preachers, some evangelists that are sitting, we have some prophets, people with the gift of science, the gift of healing that are stagnant in their call because they're not building the Lord's house. They need to be released change trust me this atmosphere will change your life will change your influence will change Be like me denise you people are calling me to go and yeah pastor can can i go and they're calling me for me to go and minister i'm like yeah (laughs) you're gifted you're released you're taking care of you know what god is going to start building your home building your testimony. Start building your gifting. Start building your stock. Now you're going to have plenty. You're like, hey, listen, come over. I have some groceries for you to take. Listen. I believe this, man, and I, I sound like a broken but I'm going to drill it until you get it. If you make the connection that your harvest is connected to the Lord's house, your life will change. And I know that some of us did a mental check and thought about that, what I said about your best days being the days in which the Lord, uh, the house of the Lord was first. You can still be there. The Bible says that the gifts of the Lord are irrevocable. So if you're gifted, you're gifted. Now, where you allocate that gifting, that's up to you. Your gift is, your gift is a gift. That's what it is. <laughs> you didn't work for it. <laughs> it's on your life. And today, I want us to just, I really sense the Holy Spirit in this room. And I know that tears are streaming down some people, and I know some people are receiving the presence of the Lord, but I, this is the breakthrough of something different in this room today. I believe this, I believe this in my spirit, and as the music plays, uh, we're going to lift up an altar, and I want you to come to the front, and necessarily no one is going to pray for you, someone may pray, but not necessarily, but I want you to come to the front as a commitment, Lord, and say, today, Lord, I commit myself to... us next week for another powerful word. See you soon. Be blessed.